Hello and welcome to our first What's On Your Mind podcast. Our participant today is Paul Stamen, who is an independent treasury consultant working across Europe. He started in banking many years ago. Now he helps private equity investors setting up corporate treasury functions in the course of making M&A transaction. Welcome. Yes, well, hello, Jack, and thank you for having me on today. So, Paul, as an independent treasury consultant, what is on your mind today? It's liquidity or cash forecasting and cash management. That probably doesn't come as a surprise. It's on the mind of almost all treasurers nowadays. But I think it's grown in importance over the years. However, the challenges which we're facing today uh, are also somewhat more different, but they are no doubt that but they are still as, mu- as high as they were in the past. Is that a common view? Because I, I, I find everybody thinks they're very sophisticated. It is a common view. For many years, it was important mainly for private equity investors, cash management and cash forecasting. But now it, it's a major factor, factor in almost all companies which have an international or large business. I think the days have gone when you had a junior finance analyst plugging in numbers into an Excel spreadsheet, sending, that, sending the file to head office where it was consolidated, and then nobody heard anything anymore. Those days have passed. So what is the focus now? Well, nowadays, all treasury management systems have some kind of cash forecasting capability. And also, in the last years, specific cash forecasting software have been developed and are being used extensively and successfully. They obviously require links to your TMS and to your accounting systems, but you also nowadays have pure forecasting systems, which really are quite successful throughout Europe. So what are you recommending here? Well, I'm recommending the important thing to do is not to use Excel. In many companies, Excel is still being used. You have numerous tabs, scores of cells and formulas, and the chances of something going wrong there are very high. Obviously, Excel is a good tool to use if you are starting something from scratch and you don't have a huge amount of data. But the way your company grows, then it's more important to have a specific dedicated system. What I think is really exciting is if we start looking a little bit in the future, where I think that moving to the next stage and to increase the accuracy of your forecasting, artificial intelligence is quite likely to play a role, something which we haven't yet really seen. Developing algorithms based on numerous empirical data will increase the efficiency and this is a movement which I, this is a trend which I see increasing over the next years. So who's demanding this? The treasurers are actually the people who are demanding this because they are obviously themselves wanting to deliver high quality information on the company's cash and they obviously want the best tools to be able to do so. That means that they will need efficient tools which will provide them with high quality data which they can 
send up to the CFO and which can be really used for financial planning in an efficient manner. But isn't that what treasurers have been doing for the last 10 years or more? That's true, but it is growing in sophistication from year to year. So what do you see? Well, I see further increase in the use of artificial intelligence in new tools which will be developed to help treasurers increase the accuracy of their forecast. Okay, and how do we bring all this together? Because you didn't just talk about cash flow forecasting, you talked about a much wider concept. Yes, correct, Jack. Not only the forecasting of cash has developed significantly over the last years, but also the management of cash. I remember when 30 years ago, depending on your company's rating, the spread between depositing and borrowing could have been as low as 1%. And although it wasn't considered particularly good practice to have money on deposit and to be borrowing at the same time, it wasn't nearly as much of an issue as it is today when the spread, which I just mentioned, has grown to at least 4%, and in some cases, considerably more. On top of that, cash-rich companies need to face the issue of negative interest rates. A further challenge is finding suitable ways to invest excess cash. Counterparty risk also has a completely different meaning than it did before 2008. So where is this going? What's the next stop on the development? I think that the most important thing which a treasurer needs to keep in mind here is to ensure that the use of the company's cash is done as efficiently as possible. Now that sounds all, that sounds very simple and that sounds take, as if it's taken directly from the learning book. But that's not what I mean. I mean that on a day-to-day -day basis, the treasurer has to really know exactly how much cash is available in order to be able to use it most effectively. You still see a large amount of companies today who either do not spread their counterparty risk properly, who do not yet have proper credit limits in place for their counterparties. And what's even worse, you still find companies today where cash is being deposited and borrowed at the same time. Fortunately, the amount of companies that, uh, who do that has decreased, but it is something which really should not be happening anymore at all. And that is essentially what you're saying is that cash flow forecasting is essential to be able to then do the key piece, which is managing your cash effectively. Oh, absolutely, Jack. You can't manage your cash effectively based purely on the balance which you have on your bank accounts every morning, if you don't have a good forecast to accompany that. It's absolutely essential that your forecast tells you which amounts are coming into your bank accounts in the, uh, in the future, at which dates, in which currencies, and with which amount of certainty. Only then will you be in a position to make really good use of your cash. This all sounds quite normal. Why isn't it happening? Because it's difficult, Jack. It's, it sounds normal and it should be normal. The problem is, though, putting this into practice and really running it efficiently is quite a challenge. I, may, I talked a little, bit, a little bit earlier on about treasury software. 
And I think that Treasury software is moving in the right direction in this, in, in, the de in its development, in supporting the treasurer in being able to manage his cash better. However, it's still, there is still quite a way to go. And I think a lot of work still needs to be done here. What would be a typical example that needs to be done? A typical example would be to ensure that the quality of the cash forecasts which are coming in increases. There are still a large amount of companies who use junior people to do what is considered to be a routine task. Of course, cash forecasting is a routine task. If it's done once a week or once a month, depending on your company, and you obviously want people to, to do it on a regular basis, it is important that this work is done by someone who knows what he's doing. I have seen one company which has really increased its forecasting efficiency once it introduced the quality of cash forecasting into its bonus system. This is something I would recommend for a lot of companies to do. It's really quite interesting to see how the efficiency grows as soon as people realize that their bonus is going to be dependent, at least part of it will be dependent, on the quality of their cash forecasting. And so your final comment would be? Keep working on the quality of the cash forecasting. It's a task which never finishes, and the rewards are actually there because it helps you manage your cash better. It helps you have confidence when reporting the cash up to the CFO, and it will help the bottom line figure of your company.